Because when you're disabled and you start going out with someone, you want them to find you inspiring. Because if not, you're just a blue badge with a nice ass. <laughs> Hello and welcome to my podcast, 10 Lockdown Kilos and Friends. Uh, I am stand-up comedian Jamie McDonald, a.k.a. that funny blind guy. You know, proper, proper blind, like not a pure sicko. Well, the reason I'm doing this podcast is uh, coronavirus. It hasn't affected me in my health, but it has affected my work. Like every other comedian, we've had all our work cancelled since March and for the foreseeable. And it turns out the devil does not make work for idle hands. He makes pies and pints. I have put on 10 kilograms of fat. I think in the first eight weeks of this lockdown, I went into a kind of boozy, foodie spiral of despair. I think I did have mental health problems, but I was too pished to notice them. But anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I had a word with myself, which is Scottish, for recognising excess. And uh, because I am a tax-paying comedian, I got a self-employment grant from the government, and I spanked some of that on a nutritionist called Fran <laughs> and a personal trainer called John. Oh yeah, how are you doing? Over the next eight weeks, I want to lose that 10 kilos. The first eight weeks, despair, negative. The second eight weeks, positive. And this is going to track the journey of it. Over the piece, I am going to interview other comedians. I'm going to find out how they have turned this awful, awful situation into a positive. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. This is the official weigh-in. Uh, quite nervous about this because I've not weighed myself for a while. And these are talking skills, so I, I can't lie. I have the talking skills because I can't see. So brace yourself. Okay, that was in German. <laughs> Again. Your weight is 113 kilograms. Oh, 113 kilograms. That's eight weeks of boozing and eating that I will now endeavour to take off. So, uh, join me on my journey of getting this weight to fuck. So, John's taking over your training i'm going to be taking over your nutrition side um we're going to be setting you up today and putting some systems in place so i'll tell you the aim for the end of this is so that you can uh, work your own calories your own food have a complete understanding of it basically have all the knowledge that i've got on uh, nutrition and calories and weight management and body composition where you store fat all, all that stuff in a simple manner, so you can take it away and be able to control your weight forever going forwards. So the first week of the diet has gone pretty well. I have to eat under 2,200 calories a day. And some of you, your first thought will be, that's a shitload of food. Turns out it is actually. Um, and I've probably been clocking in about 1800 because uh, I've just cut out snacking. 
that is uh, that has been the uh, the blight of my uh, eight weeks of despair. Those big bags of Walkers, um, Max, Chris, like they, they've become like my normal pack. Uh, so I've cut them out. I'm eating a lot more fruit. I'm not drinking um, wine. That's your calorie killer. Uh, booze in general is quite bad. Um, I think what I can have is like a little gin and slimline tonic um, on a Friday night, like a lady from the 80s. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Food-wise, the guy Fran put me on this meal plan that had lots of kind of chicken and cheese and stuff. I think I think there was an assumption that before all this, I was into kind of Domino's pizzas and all that, but it was, it was just booze. So I've actually been using uh, recipes from a Gordon Ramsay book called Fit Food and it's nice stuff so I don't I don't feel like um you know the, the poor guy that was on the diet when you were younger you were all sitting there having roast beef and he had like a little bit of boiled fish and a, and a, and a poached egg and looked bloody miserable now this is actually um nice stuff and the first thing I noticed about um, being on a on a diet and not having a hangover every day was the kind of positive nice feelings I had in the morning you know I was, I was quite I've been quite clear-headed and then I woke up about seven o'clock with a lovely clear head and thinking what have I got to do now until uh, 10 o'clock tonight till I go to bed but I have now started um, writing a bit more stand-up um, because during the, the first eight weeks I was trying to write stuff on coronavirus but it was just coming out as angry and I think you guys who know me as a stand-up I'm, I'm not an angry comedian that that doesn't that doesn't fit my bill I'm a kind of choppy guy um, so I was kind of writing angry stuff about fuckers and supermarket social distancing and being angry with me for I don't know not not following the one-way system uh, around Tesco's and all that kind of shit. So I've kind of mellowed out and I've started to write stuff about Jesus in the Bible curing blind people as a miracle and recognising that as a PR stunt because if he was God, I should have just been born with sight. So there we go. That's what's happening with my diet on this week. I think I will update you the rest of the week of the diet at my weigh-in. So, on to my first comedian that I'm going to be having a chat to about the lockdown. Now, this guy is a hero of mine. He has been in comedy for about 30 years and he's a fantastic guy. He was really supportive of me when I um, started out in this game and he's supportive of all other uh, comedians that he likes. Um, he was... Uh, the first ever winner of So You Think You're Funny in 1988. Um, he is a playwright, he has been in Still Game, he has done it all. He was part of the uh, the Funny Farm, which is the kind of collective of comedians back in the 90s who really created the Scottish scene. Um, the Herald described him as a moth god and he is the treasurer of the Great Shawlands Republic, which is a hilarious political movement seeking for independence for the south side of Glasgow. Um, I was very, very happy to chat to the wonderful Bruce Morton. There we go. Bruce? Bruce? Yes. Yeah, ah, how are you getting on? I'm all right. I'm all right. Just sitting around, yeah. I went up the street today. Um, I was up early, Jamie. Went up the street, got my provisions to the in the supermarket, 
And then I said to the guy, oh, by the way, um, give me um, four bottles of Peroni. And he went, well, uh, you're going to have to wait another 10 minutes. And I said, what the fuck? He said, it's only 10 to 10. I went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you stay in Shawlands. Are you still in Shawlands? Uh, just slightly off to the side of Shawlands, just over in uh, Govan Hill, which is kind of uh, northeast of Shawlands. Are you still the treasurer of the great Shawlands Republic? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking that. It's a good question because I'm thinking... If the Great Shawlands Republic, if, if they got the autonomy to do the lockdown in the south side yeah. of Glasgow, would you do anything different to the, the national um, effort? Would you? Would there be certain statues you'd chuck um, into the Clyde? Yeah, well, I'm not sure about that. I, I did like the thing I saw um, yesterday, and I saw that um, when it was there was a... Um, a notion to take down some of the street names in Glasgow, which were dedicated to slave traders. I saw that some artists had not taken those signs down, but had built very similar signs and pasted them up beside them. So that beside uh, Cochrane Street, I had something like Shaker Bayou or Rosa Parks Street, you know, like that. I thought that was one of the coolest things ever, man. That was really nice. It is mad. I'm torn. Because I think, like, the mob taking down a statue of a dickhead, I mean, what do you do? Well, they've done that in Bristol. The mayor in Bristol and uh, the police in Bristol just went, yeah, you know what? Fucking throw it in the river. <laughs> they were okay what? about it. And people just went, yeah, this thing's coming down. They tore it down. It was like uh, the images from when um, in Iraq, when uh, they tore down a massive statue of uh, Saddam and people started throwing shoes at it. It was kind of like that and a sort of microcosmic uh, Bristol-type style and scale it was great did you know that within about 20 minutes on the wikipedia page if you looked up that statue it said can be found at the bottom of bristol <laughs> 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 really? isn't that great that is beautiful <laughs> right so i've been met by john my personal trainer say hi john oh yeah what's the first <laughs> brutality <laughs> well we're just gonna do warm up first won't be too bad um and i'm gonna do a full body post workout be fun. It'll be fun, right? Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> Come on. You bastard. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, have you found yourself behaving any differently over this last, what, we on 13 weeks of this now? Has my behaviour changed? Well, I'll tell you what, just this morning when I was going out to go up to the supermarket and get my bits and pieces, Jamie, I do the usual checklist just before you leave the door. Have I got my keys? Yes. Have I got my wallet? Yes. Have I got my phone? Yes. All right, we're cool. And just as I'm leaving the door, I go, oh, shit, have I got my mask? Oh, God. I'm in Sheffield, so it's a bit yeah. different now between here and Scotland. I think we have to start wearing masks on buses and trains yeah. from next week. And in Scotland, I don't think anything's mandatory. Have you decided to go down the I'll wear it anyway route? Yes, I have. Yes. Because I've got a friend who's a complete fucking degenerate, but he's taking it very, very seriously. And when I see this degenerate taking it seriously, I think, well, yeah, okay, let's get on board here. I think I would if it wasn't for the Twitterati. You know, this kind of, of, <laughs> of, of, of this, like, if you don't wear a mask, you're a monster. And it's just like, I don't know, I'm just kind of feeling like, look, don't worry, guys, being a dickhead isn't an underlying health condition. You know, everyone is like, you should wear a mask, you're just stupid not. And it's like, based on what? You've got to play to the whistle. And I know 
the, the governments aren't like perfect in any way, but you can't just start listening to some random bleating knobhead on Twitter calling you and your, your family monsters. I agree with you, and that is one of the reasons why about six months ago I just stopped using Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's a mad, mad body echo chamber, and and when it's not that, then you, you've got some crazy maniac shouting all sorts of nonsense. So you, I mean, what is the bloody point of it? It's always seemed to me Twitter in the end was like somebody sending a text message to nobody in particular. Yeah, <laughs> calling them a cunt. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that's it, just fell over. Oh, bastard, don't fall over. <laughs> ah, oh, it's on a slope. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly there, halfway done. So how are you, you and yours getting on down there in Sheffield now? You, you okay, I mean... Yeah, well, this this interview that I'm doing today, I've been excited about this for weeks. This is the first bit of job. I've had for, you know, the reason why I'm doing this is because the first eight weeks I spiraled, you know, like not knowing when I was ever going to work again. I hit the food, I hit the booze, I put on eight and a half kilograms. And I was, I was thinking about this other week. It's like, was I? What were you eating? I just, do you know what I did, Bruce? I reinstated elevenses. What, having a snack at 11, you mean? Yeah, after brunch. <laughs> <laughs> People haven't been doing elevens since the 1950s, man. I wasn't sure if I, my mental health had suffered because I was so pushed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so about two weeks ago, I decided to do this kind of check-in with other comedians and find out what they're doing in this. these. Un, I mean, I don't know if it's unprecedented times. We had the plague. <laughs> that's, that's happened. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, the way I've done it is I've gotten with this personal trainer and I've got in this diet and I've now been doing it, the training for a week and the diet for two days and I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want a pint. Dude, tell me your address, man. I'll send you a packet of Jaffa cakes or something. Relax. You know what? They wouldn't even, the box wouldn't even be left. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, well, it's not like people are going to come round to your house to visit and go, Jesus Christ, Jamie's put on a bit of weight. <laughs> yeah, that's because they, they can just do it with looks to each other. <laughs> so why are you being quiet, guys? Like, so, yeah, so I've, I mean, I'm in the park with this. He's a lovely guy called John, who's this Liverpudlian personal trainer. He's like 24, and he's making me like bunny hop around the park. It's like, you know, you're bunny hopping, thinking maybe being pitched is better. <laughs> I, I think for my mental state, I wanted to do this kind of yin and yang thing of so eight weeks of spiraling boozy despair and yeah. now eight weeks of spiraling starvation and speaking to other comedians because we're all in the same boat. I mean, you've been in the game now for, well, 88, you won, so you think you're funny, didn't you? I'll well, correct you on that. Um, that was a fringe just before the outbreak of the First World War. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the, the prize at that time was five capstan cigarettes <laughs> and a gas mask and a gas mask <laughs> <laughs> but still but still you won with that classic stuff about the Boer War <laughs> it was topical at the time man. <laughs> <laughs> but you mean probably was World War One was the last time where we didn't have gigs it's a dreadful situation I mean our field of work, our industry, if you like, 
it's been hammered just like many others. I mean, we've seen a little bit of easing, like I was talking about some of the cafes opening just gently a little bit and all that. But venues, man, clubs, theatres, art centres, gigs, it's going to be like February or so before we're going to get back on track, man. And that's maybe an optimistic projection. I know what you mean. The preview shows and stuff in the stands for this year's August and for Fringe, obviously they've been put back a few times and um, the stands are saying now, you know, they're going to be looking to open from September. Really? But five weeks ago, you thought, okay, that's good. And now you're thinking September doesn't sound far enough away, you know. And I'm thinking, when am I going to book my my, my shows in? Because I don't think I can take the heartbreak of rescheduling them again. And, and, and also, I, I think it'll be hilarious when all the punters in the stand have to take separate hula hoops and sit in them. <laughs> Watch you from Yeah, face masks on, shit. <sighs> One more set of them. Yeah, excellent. Or about 30 seconds rest. Unless you want to go right now. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to. <laughs> but I don't think you can give mouth to mouth Corona. <laughs> You have to get a two metre long pipe. Yeah. <laughs> have you done anything to try and to try and fill your days with anything more creative? You know, I mean, taking the exercise. I liked it when Nicola Sturgeon said you can now exercise twice a day, and everyone's like, "Fucking hang on." <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we're not a nation yeah. of athletes. But well, <laughs> <laughs> that's for real. But um, what are you? Um, have you done anything to try and focus well, your creativity? Yeah, a little bit. Nothing that's going to make me any money, Jamie, but um, I've got some new software and I've been using that to like pull down instrumental tracks from the net, sort of hip-hoppy things and all that, and then write stupid rhymes about COVID and the local situation and how the shops are not shut and all that, and, and also making some little daft videos. So in, in a sense, that that's an aspect of some kind of creativity. Definitely. I mean, I, 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 um, this, this podcast forms part of that. It's just doing something. Um, yes. I did a couple of the online stand-up gigs and yeah, it's good effort and people are going for it and we all did our bit, but not one person on those shows would say this is better than being in a live show and a live gig. No, it's not the same, man. It's not the same. The power and the beauty of a good stand-up gig is is because it's like um, it's community. It's like being with a bunch of folk in your living room. It's at its best. It's kind of like a, a party. Yeah. Um, and when you can't have that, the the beautiful osmosis, you know, for the energy transferring from the crowd to the performer and back again, and that's gone because you can't quite get that uh, if you're doing it remotely. All you can do is essentially tell your jokes, and that's yeah. okay. That's good, that's all right, but it's not the same. I've not watched any. Have you watched any of it? I've been involved have in I it. And... Fuck. Have... <laughs> have I fuck? No. <sighs> good, now you're there, keep going. <sighs> oh. There we go, the last one. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, that got so. Press ups. <laughs> Hope we got next boss. And uh, how about you, man? Are you missing it? Uh, yeah, I mean. I'd come into 2020 in quite a good back of steam and yeah. Um, yeah. I had a really nice venue at the Fringe with the Gilded Balloon gigs were coming in great I was this the Scots has gone to series so that's getting filmed at some point so I came in at one side being like this is, this is a good year it's going to be a good year 
Yes. And then this all hit. And it's the same, the same as everybody else. It's like, everything's going to shit. You know, people are saying hairdressers will be opening at this point, hotels at this point. Nobody yeah. said anything about sweaty basement clubs yet. Yeah, yeah. And we see that some reports say that, you know, that the number of um, infections and deaths are falling. Uh, I read that yesterday there were no deaths at all in Scotland, so that's that's fantastic. Do you know what I heard about that? Weekend reporting. Nobody, they don't report it as fast at the weekend. So ah, because it was out on a Monday, but yeah. yes, because the reports come into the doctors. They could be asked on a Sunday. I've tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But they are low, but they're very low. But I, you see, if there's a big second wave, yeah, would you think they'd be able to lock us all up again? Because they've demonstrated that that doesn't work. They're not locking us up, but we are being strongly advised to stay at home and don't do any um, non-essential travel. Huh. Strangely enough, and I won't name names, I saw that somebody lately was trying to set up an open-air drive-in comedy gig um, at a place called the Rotunda in Glasgow where people could drive their cars in there, presumably with one or two friends or family members, and sit there and watch someone 200 feet away on a, on a stage <laughs> telling jokes. I saw that the lineup was actually very strong. Yeah. But, but it was about 30 quid a ticket and you got a pizza thrown in, right? <laughs> but you're thinking, wait a minute, whoever is promoting this is essentially paying no heed to the guidelines, no heed at all to this thing about essential travel. Because, come on, let's be honest here, is driving to a car park to watch some stand-up essential? I don't think so. And you get instances like that where here's someone wanting to make a buck by putting people's lives at risk. Well, I don't want to comment because I don't want to get viciously trolled online. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, yeah. I know know what you mean. In that one, I just wondered where people went for a piss. (laughs) The ashtray's been redundant in a car for a while. When they gave you the pizza through the window of your car, right, um, they also handed you an empty Evian bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Gardy loot! Ready there? Oh, I used to do 10Ks, I've done half marathon. But somebody asked me if I wanted to do, it's a Legrogne half marathon, they do it in Spain. And they do it up in the wine growing region. Oh. And every mile you get a glass of wine. <laughs> and I thought, 12 glasses of wine? <laughs> yeah, don't you? Before, don't get how small they yeah. are. 12 glasses of wine before uh, during a half marathon. Like mile 11 must just be covered in spew. But, you know, it's not, not just this industry, Jamie. I mean, it's like, you know, like hospitality, catering, hotels, factories, car workers, airline people, as I mentioned. I mean, the whole thing is that I've never been through anything like this. And you started before World War One. That's right. I mean, I'm 308 years old. I'm <laughs> about one year older than Tina Turner. And she's... <laughs> I've noticed you've not been booking any world tours lately. Well, fair play to Tina because she knows the score. <laughs> Genesis, they were about to tour, weren't they? <laughs> well, thank fuck. Oh. Thank fuck for COVID. <laughs> They're going through him like a scythe. <laughs> we are on the last set of the session. We've done fucking everything burpees, squat thrusts, thrusters. Planks, what else have we done? I can't remember. I can't speak. What do you reckon? Can can you mould me back 
to my former glory. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks, then we lose that 10 kilo you put on. One week for every fucking week <laughs> on the piss. Is there anything you'd like to get in? Do you want to... I was going to say, do you want to promote anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I got a lot of stuff lined up, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to give me a run of your cancelled gigs? I think it should be out sometime next week because I've got to do a weigh-in. So I weighed in yesterday. A what? A weigh-in? Aye, because this is this is what keeps people interested. It's like, will the fat bastard lose the weight? <laughs> you know? So... <laughs> Bruce Morton, an absolute pleasure as per usual. And... Uh, yeah, keep positive, buddy, and um, hopefully see you in uh, better times. Jamie, I'll see you on the other side, brother. Bye-bye. Take care, pal. Cheers. I love talking to Bruce Martin, man. Um, he talked about the online hip-hop raps he's doing about COVID. Uh, we couldn't put them on the podcast because of copyright. But um, I think they're on his YouTube channel that um, there'll be a link to it somewhere on this page. And I think it, I think it proves that every comedian in the land has decided to spend lockdown creating online content, uh, myself included. And I am now one week into this diet and I've got to say I am feeling very good. I've had to cut out so much crap. You see when you've got like a calorie count to make, so 2,200, it starts to be like a little game. You know, you think about, all right, if I have a banana here, that's 80, and an egg, that's 160. Two eggs and a banana, ooh, it's 240 for breakfast. And then you get to kind of dinner time and you've still got like a thousand to go. So what I found on Friday night, that is a steak with salad, a glass of red wine, and a gin and slim. And uh, yeah, really, really nice. I feel energized, um, but the, the, the proof of the pudding is in the pie. So I'm going to go through now to the bathroom where the weighing skills are to see how much I have lost. This time last week, I was 113 kilograms. Here we are, we're in the bathroom. It's slightly echoey, like every good bathroom. I'm gonna put you down next to the talking scales. Let's see what we get. Come on. You little beauty. Kira, 109.9. That is 3.1 kilograms. I have no idea what that is in pounds. That's about five or six pounds. In a week, that's nearly half a stone. Yeah, dancer. I'm blind and you can do that. So if you're uh, feeling negative and you want to feel positive, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy done. It just flakes off if you stop drinking um, like a, like an alky and eating like a fatty. It just all falls off. So, aye, that's great. I'm, I'm delighted with that. 109.9. Yes. So... Next time on the podcast, I'm going to be speaking to awesome uh, comedian uh, Rosie Jones to see what she's up to. But uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, uh, please send to a friend. If you want to uh, follow me on Twitter at FunnyBlindGuy. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's a success. Um, let's see if I can take three more. That's the challenge, isn't it? <laughs> take three more kilos off for next time. Um, thank you, guys. Goodbye. But those regions, we are, without a doubt, the warmest, friendliest folk on the planet, according to us. <laughs>
We do fuck it up ourselves, don't we? Right? Yeah, we rate ourselves very highly because it's simple here. You're either a cunt or a good cunt. And we are friendly. We are friendly, but it's not a normal friendly. Glaswegians are friendly at you. Yeah. And you better be fucking friendly back. Yeah, your bon vivant better match the happy Ouija. It's been friendly at you's bomb got exactly all there is going to be bother. But what's there not to like? What's there not to like about some hammer heat case? Invading your personal space and, and locking you there via a permo handshake. <laughs> As he rants his kebab flavoured saliva flakes shite right into your face. Hey, he doesn't know it's Tuesday morning. Yeah, he's a good cat. This was a Jamie McDonald production in association with Inner Ear. With music by S-Type. No unauthorised broadcasting, please. <laughs>